Hallelujah. Well, Jesus is good, amen? He's good all the time. You know, it says in the book of Hebrews, to fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith, who through the joy set before him endured the cross. That Jesus, that Jesus paid the price with joy. That he was, he was full of joy. He wanted to do it. He chose to do it. He didn't have to do it. He wasn't mandated to do it. Uh, he wasn't forced to do it. He wasn't coerced. He wasn't manipulated. He wasn't confused about it. He chose to go to the cross for you. And if we can, if we can get our eyes on Jesus, man, the things of the earth do, do grow strangely dim. And so sometimes it's just getting the light shined on the right place. Um, we're gonna, I'm gonna have a, a, a short word, then we're gonna just do communion again this morning, you know, because there's, there's just something powerful about coming to the Lord's table, and this does happen to be the first Sunday. I know we did it like a couple weeks ago or something. I don't know when we did it. It was, it was not the first Sunday. Um, maybe we'll just switch it up and do it whenever, whenever the Lord is, is leading us or something. Um, we'll see. But, uh, we're going to we're going to close with that and i think we got the whole declaration we're going to do the declaration this time for those of you that missed it or didn't see it online last time i need to look up at you um uh we've i think we've got it this time all straightened out so it's a powerful declaration that we get to make together uh over the bread and uh the cup so if you want to turn to galatians chapter 5 i'm going to read one scripture to you today Galatians 5 and verse 13. Holy Spirit, open the word as I read this word right now. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. And verse 14, which is not on the screen, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. And they are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do you are not to do whatever you want but if you're led by the spirit you're not under the law the old covenant law in the old testament and really i just wanted to focus on verse 13 but i just decided to keep reading just right now because it looks so good and so it says this uh that we are called to be free 
but not to use our freedom to indulge the flesh. You know, this is the weekend where we celebrate independence. We celebrate our freedom that we have as a nation. Uh, we celebrate it by buying a bunch of stuff from China and shooting it off all over the neighborhoods. <laughs> anyway, I just, that was just a random thought. It's not a political statement. It's just a, just ironic, isn't it? It's just funny. Um, so, you know, and we, we make a bunch of noise and, and that's fine. I'm, I'm all into that, whatever. Uh, but freedom, we, there's a confusion about freedom sometimes, for, certainly in our world, but sometimes with us as, as the children of God. Uh, what is freedom? Freedom is not, I get to do whatever I want. I was, it was really quiet there. You're like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> that's what I thought it was. Well, according to the scripture, that's not freedom. Just to do whatever you want, whenever you please, for whatever reason you want, that's not the freedom in scripture. The freedom in scripture is this, serving one another in love. It's I use my freedom to carry out the life and the love and the power of Jesus. What a great example. Y'all, that's so awesome. Corumbo's got lit up. So that's so cool. I mean, and you guys have been praying for just continuing God to do that, and, and he's, he's doing that. And here's the thing. What fear does is this. What fear and uncertainty and confusion they do to us is they get us focused on right here. We're just going to, I'm just going to take care of this right here. And I can't worry about, you know, I've just got to protect myself, so to speak. I mean, that's, that's what fear does. It gets us, it focuses us inward and it, it shuts us off from viewing the world like Jesus does. Because the freedom that Jesus has given us, he's given us freedom over lots of stuff, right? He has given us freedom from sin. You're no longer a slave to sin. It says in the book of Romans chapter 6, you're, you don't have to be caught up and, and enslaved in that. That's not, that's not your nature anymore. That as a child of God, you now have a new nature. You've been freed from the old nature, which caused you to just live in sin. But now you're a new creation in Christ Jesus, created to do good works, which Christ Jesus prepared for you in advance to do. I mean, can you imagine that before the world was created... That God had his eye on Corumba's restaurant on Thursday, what was that, July 1st, 2020, and said, I prepared a good work for Jacob and Sharon to be there at that restaurant that night, and there's going to be people who need a touch from Jesus in their bodies. That was prepared in advance. It didn't just happen. It wasn't just, oh, my gosh. That was prepared in advance. And they got to walk by serving someone else humbly in love, by humbling themselves to say, are you, are you hurting? No. Oh. <laughs> right? And you all know what, what's the thing to do is like, you don't stop. You go, okay. Hey, is there anybody else hurting? Because a lot of us, what we would do, first of all, let's be honest, a lot of us would stop at, man, my hip hurts, like Ashley said. She'd tell me, man, I hit, I'm like, what did you do, babe? <laughs> did you run too much? Did you, you know, it's like, 
recognize, it's good to recognize what is your own pains that you normally deal with and then what, what shouldn't be there. Because sometimes it's God speaking to you. Not all the time, just sometimes. But then you have to humble yourself to say, okay, I'm going to ask somebody a question. Because it's, it's humbling to ask someone to say, I'm going to do this. Can I, can I pray for you? Can I, is there something going on? You know, to move beyond the, how are you, sir? Can I give you some more chips? I mean, yeah, I want the chips too, right? <laughs> it's fine. Bring me the chips. But, but if, if you're there as a representative of Jesus, what does he want you to do? Maybe he just wants you to be kind. There's nothing specific. He doesn't want you, but you have to be open to say, I am using my freedom to serve someone else in love, to humbly serve them in love, to love my neighbor as myself. And so, you know, we're, we're not, we're not a slave to the law anymore. We're not a slave to fear anymore. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. We're not a slave to the fear of death anymore. If you're a believer in Jesus, if you're watching this, if you're a believer in Jesus and you're afraid to die, you don't have to live that way. In Hebrews chapter 2, it says that Jesus conquered the one who held the fear of death, which is Satan, and he won the victory over him on the cross, and you no longer have to live in fear of death. Because death has been beaten. And so... We don't live in fear of death. We're not a slave to fear in our lives. And we get to live in freedom. But what does it say? Not to do whatever I want. I get to live in freedom where I can live as the Holy Spirit wants me to do. To live by the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. To be full of the Holy Spirit. Right now we need people who are full of the Holy Spirit. We need people who are full of the love of God. We need people who are full of humility. Like, I don't want to get off on what Ashley said. So she already took care of all that stuff, right? Mentioning all those things. It could get us all riled up and we can argue about those things. It doesn't really matter. What matters is the gospel of Jesus Christ. What matters is loving someone and revealing who Jesus is. We have to get past that in American Christianity or something. Something is obviously wrong. We have to get back to this first. Doesn't mean I can't have my opinions and all that, but let me make sure that I'm starting from the Word of God and living by the Word of God. If we had a bunch of people living the Word of God, I'm preaching to myself, by the way. Congratulations, you just happened to be here. If I would live by the Word of God, rather than my own opinions or my own thoughts... There'd be a whole lot better things going on in our world right now. I'm not saying there wouldn't be confusion. I'm not saying there wouldn't be fear. I'm not saying there wouldn't be people doing evil things for all kinds of different reasons on all kinds of different political spectrums, all kinds of nations, all kinds of places. That's going to be going on. But me, as a child of God, as a, as a person, as a son or daughter of the King of Kings, that I'm living where the love of God is being poured out where I'm humbling myself and saying, I am using my freedom to not worry about all my rights. I am going to use my freedom to serve someone else in love. 
That's the higher truth in Scripture. As we talked about last week, this is saying, hey, look, this is, this is of very high importance right here. You are called to be free, but how are you using your freedom? What is it for? Is it for you or is it some, for someone else? I'm free so that I can help somebody else be free. That's really the point. I mean, we, we've, we've so lost focus. I mean, even when we gather as a church, right, what do we say? What's God got for you? God's going to give something to you. We kind of, it's just habit, too. We focus on you, 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 you. And the Bible focuses on you giving out to somebody else, mostly. It's about you getting filled with God, not so you're filled with God. It's so you're filled with him so that he can fill somebody else. It says the fruit of the Spirit is this. So this is how you know if you're walking in the Spirit. If you have love. If you have joy. If you have peace. Forbearance or patience or, in other words, have the old school, right? Long-suffering. I don't like that one either, Dave. <laughs> Kindness. Goodness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. Including online. Self-control. Ouch. Is that one on the list too? Self-control is the fruit of the Spirit. Am I being self-controlled? How do I know if I'm walking in the Spirit? Am I walking in all these things? Is love coming out of my life? Is joy coming out of my life? Is peace? Is, is, am I able to, to wait and suffer long for Jesus? Now, we've been trading in this country to suffer short, right? And we're getting, we're getting a wake-up call right now. And I sure better get myself back connected to the, to the Word of God and the Spirit of God because that's the answer. And I don't want to get caught up in things that don't matter on the other side of eternity. Think about how many things right now we're focused on that don't really matter on the other side of eternity. They're not the first priority. It doesn't mean they're not valuable. It doesn't mean we don't, we don't care about them. It doesn't even mean we don't, we don't address them and, and work towards those things. But I want to make sure that I have the first things first. If I don't have first things first, then what does it matter if I'm doing the third most important thing? I've got to have first things first. And if I've got that, then all the other things will line up in their proper place. You know, the only way we do this really is because of Jesus. <laughs> Right? 
we don't we don't try harder we don't we don't suddenly work it up we just say jesus you got to you got to get your life in me and i'm going to allow you to get your life in me i'm going to allow you to get your word in me i'm going to allow you to have your spirit flowing through me i'm going to i'm going to spend time with you jesus because uh, the only way you look like somebody else is to spend time with them. When you spend time with someone, you start talking like them, you start acting like them, you start sharing things with them that only you and that person know, right? It's the same thing with Jesus, where you, you'll start to hear more things from him the more time you spend with him. And for some of us, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but sometimes the choir needs a reminder, right? We need a reminder. Am I, am I staying with Jesus or am I focused on so much else that's going on? Because there is obviously so much else that's going on. But isn't it amazing when we just take a few minutes and we just worship God and we're just, we're just letting all those things go. How, how, what, what kind of peace of mind are we experiencing in the presence of God? It's powerful. I mean, just know that the peace of God is, is a powerful weapon that we've been given. You know, the weapons of our warfare are not what? Carnal, what does that mean? We don't know because we don't use that word anymore. <laughs> it means it's not human, it's not fleshly, it's not, it's not worldly, it's not earthly. Our weapons are not... So if I find myself using a weapon that someone who doesn't know Jesus can use to fight a spiritual battle... I'm using a carnal weapon. I'm using something that's only going to be effective as far as it's effective on earth. When I can instead use the weapons of our warfare, our, our mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds. Because until the strongholds of minds are pulled down, then the truth of God is not going to get through. Sometimes the strongholds are pulled down not by force and coercion. They're pulled down with love and peace and kindness and gentleness. The fruit of the Spirit. Doesn't mean I'm not going to stand against something that's evil or wrong. Doesn't mean I don't stand up against that. Jesus did that. Jesus is the perfect example of the fruit of the Spirit. If you want to know what the fruit of the Spirit looks like in a human being, just... Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then when you're done, you can read them again and go, I don't think I got it, Jesus. <laughs> Help me get more of you into me. Help me, you know, it's not literally getting more of him, I get that. But we're, we're, we're soaking ourselves in what Jesus looks like to where we, we start living like Jesus. And we start using our freedom, you know, that Jesus was totally free. There was never a time where Jesus, I mean, even when Jesus was going to die, remember it said, Pilate said, hey, I've got the power to release you. And Jesus says, you don't, you don't really have any power. You don't have any authority. The authority that's been given to you is, it, it's been given to you from someone else that's above you. I, I'm not in your hands right now, Pilate. I'm in my father's hands. Jesus lived totally free. But it says that Jesus humbled himself and became a servant. He lived as if someone was in charge of him. I mean, that's what a servant is, right? 
A servant is someone else is in charge of you. <laughs> you know, in the Greek, in the New Testament, the word servant is really not the word servant. It's the word doulos, which means slave. Rather, become a slave to one another humbly in love. Ouch. Isn't that what Jesus did? He says he became obedient to death, even death on the cross. He humbled himself. Jesus, maybe Jesus is just trying to get us to look more like him. I mean, I... I'll be honest. I'm thinking, Lord, I thought we'd be back to normal right now. Let's let's all be honest. You thought that too, right? Oh, yeah. We're making our plans. We're making our vacation plans. We're changing our vacation plans. We're like, oh. <laughs> so, oh, it's going to be over by Passover. Here, I want to show you what my wife told me this week. She said, which Passover? So that's a great point that I don't want to listen, think about. <laughs> I assume this one. I'm like, oh. Yeah, there's another one next year. <laughs> anyway, that's... <laughs> it's all a matter of perspective, isn't it? <laughs> My perspective is usually I interpret what God is saying to me through a, a lens of ease. That's kind of like the American thing, right? We, we interpret what God is doing and saying in our life through a lens of comfort and ease. Half the Christians in the world don't live like that. They're already living, you know, way harder lives than we are right now. And we're thinking it's hard. It's like, whoa, it's a matter of perspective, isn't it? And they're doing the same thing. They're having to keep their eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher or the perfecter of our faith. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross. So I want us to to close with, with the communion table again. So I'm going to read a scripture from John. And then we're going to make this declaration. Uh, so, yeah, once again, we've still got the, the fake communion things here. The, <laughs> these, are, these are real packaged things. Uh, so there should be one in front of your chair in the chairs in the communion. Communion storage area. If you didn't know, there's a little cup cup holder in the chair in front of you, just for a very small cup. Um, John six and fifty three says this. And this is Jesus said to them, "Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life." 
It doesn't say you will have eternal life. It says has eternal life, present tense. And I will raise them up at the last day. For my flesh, Jesus says, is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me or remains in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and they died. He's talking to the Jewish people. But whoever feeds on this bread, talking about himself, will live forever. You know, so many promises right there that Jesus gives us that that we, we have eternal life right now. You're not, we're not waiting for eternal life to when we die. And eternal life, that means eternal life is not just living forever. It's a quality of life where I'm experiencing eternity in the present. So I'm experiencing the power of eternity in my present life. I mean, that's what the fruit of the Spirit is. You're experiencing the power of heaven in the present. It says, as we eat this bread and drink this cup, in other words, we're eating the flesh of Jesus, not literally. He wasn't talking literally. He was talking spiritually. As we eat this flesh and drink this blood, you will abide in me and I in you. In other words, you're going to have intimacy with God. You're going to have closeness with him. If there's, if there's nothing else we need right now, it's closeness with Jesus. That we need it, we need it, we're like Gideon. We need God to show up and say to us, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. The Lord is with you. I mean, man, I need to hear that phrase throughout this week. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. The Lord will be with you wherever you go. Surely I am with you, always, even until the end of the age. Jesus said right before he left earth. The Lord is with you. And this is a reminder. Jesus said, hey, do this and remember, remember what I said. Remember what I've done, but remember what I said and remember that I am with you. So we're going to make this declaration. So I want you to take out the, you got to tear off the top deal. This is what's representing the bread. Right here. And we're going to get this whole declaration this time. We, we may use this for a while. But we're, we're, I want us all to say this together because this is so powerful. And again, this is taken from uh, Upper Room in Dallas. Uh, and I just loved it when I saw it. So I want you to hold up the bread right now. This is the declaration as we're taking the body of Jesus into ourselves right now. Let's go. Father... I thank you for this bread that is the body of your Son and my Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus, that you took my sins, my cares, my worries, my sickness, and my diseases upon your body. Thank you that your body took on all that my body could not. 
Thank you that your body took up my infirmities, diseases, my chastisement, my affliction, my scourging, my rebellion, my iniquity, my transgression, my grief, my sorrow, my anguish, my guilt, my shame, and my condemnation resulting in your body taking on my death. I proclaim that you died my death. I proclaim that I was crucified with you and that I no longer live, but you live in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith because you gave your body for me. And now, glorious Father, I receive total healing and wholeness in my spirit, my soul, my mind, and my emotions, and my body. This life, healing, and wholeness includes every organ, every cell, every joint, every ligament, every muscle, and every bone in my body. I declare your total provision for any and every need. I receive total healing for every function in my body. I take this over my marriage or future marriage and declare oneness with my spouse and that you are for our covenant and empowering us to love each other supernaturally and holy. I take this over my children or future children and declare salvation for my house. And I give you the praise and the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. I bless your name, Father. And I also declare that through this body, I am made one with you and made one with your people. I declare forgiveness, wholeness, and grace upon all my relationships, both family and friends. I take this over my local church family and the church all over the globe with which I have been united to by this body. I declare oneness, unity, forgiveness, and reconciliation over one another as we carry out the mission you have given us to love one another and to share the good news of Jesus to everyone on this planet. Thank you for your precious body broken for us, Lord Jesus. Take it together in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now we're going to do the declaration for the cup. As you hold your cup, are your stomach still trying to get them open? I understand it's tricky. <sighs> Believing in the power of the blood of Jesus, let's declare this right now. Through the blood of Jesus, I have been redeemed, bought back by Jesus, and am no longer a slave to the law no longer a slave to the power of sin, and no longer a slave to the power of Satan. I am truly free by the blood. Through the blood of Jesus, all my sins are forgiven, and no accusation can stand against me. Through the blood of Jesus, I am justified, made righteous, just as if I had never sinned. Through the blood of Jesus, I am sanctified, made holy, and set apart to God. As I walk in the light, the blood of Jesus is cleansing me from all sin now and continually. 
Internally, my conscience has been cleansed by your blood and alive to you, Holy Spirit. Through the blood of Jesus, I have confidence before God. I no longer have a consciousness of sin, but of God who gave his son for me. The blood of Jesus speaks on my behalf, mercy, forgiveness, healing, and righteousness. Thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus that was poured out for many and for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Isn't that so good, just to make that declaration of truth? I mean, doesn't tr- truth is just so refreshing. We need to declare truth over our lives. We need to speak truth. There's so much that's not truth going around right now uh, that we that we need to we need to declare truth over our lives. We need to be saturated in the truth. We need to spend time with Jesus, who is the truth. Amen. So can we just, can we just thank God right now? Jesus, right now we give you praise and we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, that by your body and your blood that you shed for me, that we have been made free, that we have been delivered, that we have been, we have been bought back, we've been redeemed, we have been changed, we've been transformed, we've been renewed, we've been empowered, we've been called, we've been sent. Lord, we have been, we have been protected and shielded by the power of God and we thank you for that, that we will go forth in the power and the the love of Jesus Christ to this world, and we will live a life of love, Lord, that we will live a life of humility, we will live a life of sacrifice, we will live a life of forgiveness and mercy, God, we will live a life of power, God, we will live a life of victory, Lord, we will live a, a life of purity, God, and we thank you that you have provided for everything we need in Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension. And we honor you today, God, and we thank you for resetting our hearts to be focused on Jesus. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Everybody said, amen. Amen. You are blessed to go. If you still need prayer for something specific, uh, hang around. If you don't want to talk to people, go ahead and be dismissed. If you want to hang around and, and fellowship, you are free to do that as long as you need to. Thank you for leaving your offerings. You've been so faithful. We want to thank you once again. Prayer cards and offerings in the back. Uh, Thank you for your faithfulness in giving.